Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, it's the Hollywood Life Podcast. I am here with my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hi, Ali. Hello. Hi, Bonnie. Um, very excited for this guest today. He has a new movie coming out. He is a star on Broadway, which is one of my favorite things in the world. Um, and Mrs. Maisel Billions, you will recognize his name. Uh, Bonnie, you could go ahead and introduce him. Yes, and Mrs. Maisel is one of my favorite shows. Can hardly wait till the next season. Okay, but before... Further ado, let's everybody welcome Andrew Polk. Hey, Andrew. Hey there. Welcome. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) Well, thank you, thank you. It's what's, uh, um, uh, you know, I, I, when we just popped on before we went live, I said to you, it's like I'm seeing an old friend because I've been such a fan of um, Mrs. Maisel for so so many seasons, and of course, you are one of the stars of the show. You're you're an, an agent. You're a good friend of Susie. You guys are always you're kind of doing her favors. You yeah. have a love hate and, relationship, right? And I don't know exactly what I get back from her. But, you know. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, she's the best, and we're anxiously awaiting the next season. Um, yes, you guys have been filming. Uh, we've been yes. getting a lot of fun photos from set. Tell us a little bit about um, how that has been, um, kind of in this post-COVID world, shooting this next season. Well, I have a little bit to do on this season. I guess I've done four seasons out of the five. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, 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 the. Uh, Amazon and, and uh, Maisel, they, they put a lot of effort into COVID safety, like crazy, crazy amount of safety regulations going on around that. So they're really, uh, it's quite elaborate <laughs> what they yeah. do. I, every time there's a costume fitting, you have to get tested. Every time there's a read through, you have to get tested. And then there's someone who follow you, follows you around on set to tell you when and when to put your mask on, take your mask off. So uh, right. uh, uh, but you know, we got through it as I did other shows. Uh, uh, I, I actually did, you know, quite a bit of stuff during COVID. Um, and it's kind of amazing the effort that goes and the expense that goes into that part of production, including mm-hmm. Maisel. Yeah. They, they are, they very, s- yeah. are they still doing that now that, you know, that sort of the major part of the pandemic is over? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Although I remember I did it, I did some uh, uh, SUV uh, Law and Order right, right when things started to open up, and that was absolutely crazy. With the there was literally uh, uh, different crews for hair and makeup. We're used to used to have mm-hmm. a makeup trailer, a hair trailer. You'd go in there, right, and they do their thing, and then. 
that same group of people would follow you onto set, which makes sense. They had, you, you would go there, they, everything was partitioned off with plastic. Everyone was wearing masks. And then oh, wow. there would be another entirely different crew on set to do all that stuff. There were zones, A, B, C, there were arrows everywhere. There was someone telling you where to go. Well, I guess the thing is that there's so much money on the line in terms of doing these TV productions and I guess film productions, because you've just, we're going to talk right. about film. There's just so much money on the line. Like you just can't have, yeah. uh, you know, a key cast member get sick and then everybody right. has to be on hold for at least five days, if not longer. Right. Absolutely. And I have to say, I've not had a problem so far. I mean, they, they, I've heard stories where they had to do some shutting down for little periods of time, but and all the filming I've done since the pandemic, I have not, knock on wood, uh, had any a delay like that. And you're right. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a big money thing. And they spend a lot of money on it. You know? yeah. And it's this is going to be the last season of Mrs. Maisel, right? Yes, I'm going to the rap party. Uh, oh, no. Yes. <laughs> There's a rap party. A, not a season rap party, a series rap party. So series rap be, party. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. it makes me sad because, you know, I, and I'm sure you feel the same way. And I'm sure you feel the same way with like shows that you've been on, on in, in Broadway, yeah, sure. the band, yeah, like they, they become, yeah. even for people who are watching, it becomes like family to you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think like you say, uh, I, I feel that definitely with, uh, with the theater, like the band's visit, that was three years of my life with the same people. Uh, and that was very emotional to say goodbye to that. You know what I mean? You really are. And I still feel like I'm family with all those people. We're, you know, we're in touch and, and, and it is similar with the television production. Absolutely. Yeah. So can you give us any tease? Are we going to get feel like um, that storylines are wrapped up, that, that there's love in the end for Mrs. Maisel? <laughs> That is above my pay grade to, <laughs> to divulge that information. Um, a, B, I actually, they, they're very careful about what they let everyone know. Even though I'm in the show, I only know a certain number, a, amount of information. So I hate to disappoint you, but I can't, I, I could tell you, but then I'd have to kill you. <laughs> well another fun project that you um have coming up that's been one of the like most long-awaited films of the year is armageddon time it comes out friday the 28th of october um it has been doing the festival rounds um you've been yeah. doing the festival rounds and it kind of tells the story of the director james gray's kind of teenage years it tells some stories of you know racial injustices and prejudices and um back in the 80s so can you tell us a little bit about your role within the movie yes uh to everything you said and i play uh a, a character named mr Turkletaub, who is uh, a public school teacher of uh 42 sixth grade students um including uh the character that james gray's uh, is based his uh, life on um, the, the younger version of James Gray. And I teach uh, uh, these kids at a time when integration was quite new. 
uh, in Queens, New York, 1980, sixth graders. Uh, it was a time when uh, public schools really felt uh, the pinch so that there was a, a teacher like the character I play teaching 42 kids by himself. Yeah, it's a every lot of subject, every subject without an assistant, including Jim, you know, this was uh, really uh, what an what an impossible sort of task. And so uh, the movie sort of tells the story of these two, two friends, one black kid and one white kid, a Jewish, uh, a Jewish kid who become friends. And it shows how they kind of go like that over time. Uh, and, and it asks the questions about why that happened and what, uh, moral responsibilities you have, even at that age of 11 and 12, um, when you confront anti-Semitism and racism, um, it's a deeply moral movie. It's a deeply personal movie. Uh, and this guy I play, Mr. Turkeltab, great. I loved playing him. Um, he's a real person. Uh, and um, I did a little research. I have a friend. Uh, Going to name drop. Name was the character's name changed? No. Oh so, my goodness. So, so <laughs> I have a friend. Uh, one of my best friends is Amy Ryan. Uh, you may know her. She's a wonderful actor, and uh, I've known her for years. And I knew she grew up in Queens around that time. And in the script, it says it's PS 173, where a lot of the action of the movie takes place and where I talk, that character. So I called her. I'm like, hey, Amy, this is a crazy question, but the script here says PS 173. You didn't have to go to PS 173. She said, yeah, I went to PS 173. Wow. I said, oh, okay, here's another. I just shot in the dark. <laughs> did, you to have, did you happen to have a teacher named Mr. Trickletap? She said, that was my teacher. <laughs> and she sent me a picture of her in the class in fifth grade with Mr. Turkletap standing there looking quite um, uh, a little, you know, just put together and a little bit like he was ready to retire. And um, so he was a real guy. So I had to do a little research on him and uh, honor that guy. Um, I don't want to give away too much of the movie, but he, 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 he uh, behaves quite harshly uh, uh, in a way that, um, uh, sort of propels the story forward towards the students. Um, yeah, so he's critical to the plot of the story. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. Would, oh, did your yeah. did your friend Amy Ryan? Did she like him as a teacher? I was gonna say, did she recall that? Yeah. Like, well, she doesn't really remember, but she and I did a little research, and you know, we came up with it, it was a, the people that knew him knew him as a quiet man, mm. and. Uh, also that he died quite early of a, of a, of a heart attack. And um, I kind of put all of it together. <laughs> it's just sort of the, 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 the tension that he felt. I think also I uh, drew on, um, I'm, I'm a parent of two young, youngish kids, which who I love dearly, but you know, let's face it, you know, there are times when, you know, <laughs> there's a certain amount of I've had enough of it yeah uh, uh, I found it pretty I don't know, for whatever reason find it pretty easy to access those feelings <laughs> and use them uh, with this guy who had to teach 42 kids all by himself right. and deal with uh, uh, incorporating uh, kids who are being uh, bust in and integrated into the school system 
Yeah, so, which was new and which was controversial. And people were not, a lot of people were not comfortable with it. But I think what's so interesting about this film, I mean, there's many things that are interesting, is that it's so relevant to what right. we are facing today, the issues we're facing today. I mean, look at anti-Semitism, hugely yeah. in the news, just right now because yeah. of Kanye West set, yeah. you know, making anti-Semitic yeah, statements and just unfortunately it really is it really is uh you know it's it's funny because it it, it's about a jewish uh, american family middle class lower middle class and even they who you know and they are children of immigrants themselves of persecuted jews and they are actually asked to ask themselves what is their part in a, a privilege even though they come from a place of discrimination, you know what I mean? And so it asks those sticky questions. Doesn't have any answers really, but it really is my favorite kind of movie because it asks really big questions of all of us, you know, like, you know, yes, uh, the Jews experience anti-Semitism, but then when you are facing racism as, as happens in the movie, what is your moral responsibility? Even as an 11 year old child, mm-hmm. you have to, you have to look at the world for the first time and, start making choices. So that's what the kind of questions that that it brings up. I I think it's really powerful. And we're facing the same questions today. You know, again, schools are a focus. The idea that you shouldn't teach critical race theory, which I guess is really, you shouldn't teach the truth about black history in America. And, you know, talk about discrimination. It's all, it hasn't gone away 40 years later. No, and, and and there's anti, as you said, anti-Semitism, right, right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there it is. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I think, for that reason, really. Uh, and and but the movie doesn't hit you over the head with those things. It just really tells a story of him growing up and his friendship uh, with this boy, and um, and it it cleverly is set in a really specific time in our history. 1980, right on the eve of Reagan getting elected. And I think it poses, you know, that's the fabric of the movie is that things in the, I think in the view of of James Gray, uh, things changed from then on. Um, Things became uh, sort of um, more superficial and people just, went by the wayside in a way they maybe hadn't before. Mm-hmm. Um, the social safety net wasn't there as much as it was. So I think it's it's trying to say, this is where things change. And the, the, I love the title of the movie, Armageddon Time, because it has so many different meanings. Um, one, it's a song by The Clash that came out around then. But it's also, uh, I don't know if you remember this, but around the time Reagan was about to be elected, he he gave interviews to a few, uh, uh, quite a few uh, religious um, uh, uh, stations. And he, he said, it may be that we are going to experience Armageddon time, which wow. scared the crap out of a lot of people. Yeah, what did, he, what did person, he mean by that? Do you what know? did he mean? Yeah. Well, a lot of people interpreted it different ways, but whatever way you might interpret it, it was scary. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and I think, James Gray is uh, asking 
dark, you know, really, it's not a, it's not um, a coming of age movie that is sort of a, a fuzzy look back. It's more of a clear eyed, critical view of, a, of his childhood. Mm-hmm. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Well, something I found that was very interesting was um, Jessica Chastain's small cameo within yeah. the film. She did it for free to play mm-hmm. playing Marianne Trump. And she just had her one request was that it wasn't announced that who she was playing and, and why. Why do you think, um, you know, without giving too much away about like the film and the role, like, why do you think that that was the case? And that's that's Donald's mother, right? Sister. Oh, sister. sister. She plays oh. Marianne. Okay. Uh, Marianne right. Trump. The judge who became the judge. Yes. Right. She was a district at the time that a, 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 a U.S. attorney, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and she became a judge. I don't, you know, you'll have to ask her. Yeah. <laughs> but I, my sense is that it was not only generous financially on her part, but generous artistically. I think she wanted... I think she wanted James Gray not to feel burdened at all by anything. And that she was doing it uh, as an act of artistic generosity. because She really wanted him to do whatever he wanted to do. She didn't want to make any requests. It's, it's my sense of it. Um, yeah. I, w- I wasn't sure if it had anything to do with like the role in and of itself, like that she was playing a Trump type thing. I wasn't sure. Oh, I didn't. I don't know. I didn't get that sense. No. I mean, the Trump's figure into the movie, but sort of in the background, uh, the lead character, the boy goes from the school I taught him at and he, you know, it it doesn't, it's not going, it doesn't go well for him in that school. And they decide to move him to the school, a private school, which is based on the school that Donald Trump actually did go to that his father, Fred, was a benefactor at and was one of the main donors of, as I understand it, uh, supporters of the school. And so Fred Trump is a character in the movie. Uh, and uh, but but it's again, more it's, relevant to today. Right. I think that's a, things changing. Reagan, people sort of buying into that mm-hmm. um, Machiavellian way of looking at the world, you know, uh, that started around then. I and, think is what's being posed there. Yeah. Um, and working with James Gray and <laughs> like making sure that you were being true to his story, like what was that like for you? Was there any really pivotal conversations that you recall having um, on set yeah. with him? First of all, James Gray um, is a dream to work with um, in every sense. And uh, one of the conversations, one of the, best conversations I had with him was at the very beginning I asked if it would be okay if I uh, changed one word while we were doing a take and he said yeah say whatever you want I don't care 
I know the writer. And so he, he, he immediately gave me uh, uh, all this freedom to uh, uh, freedom in the sense that he, he sent the message that he trusted me. And from that moment on, I did feel free and trusted with his character. You know, there were a couple of moments I remember because some of the things that happen are kind of crazy in this movie. And I said, and I, I was, I, I remember asking him about it. And he said, it's not crazy. This happened to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. having that kind of conversation with him was totally invaluable. You know, this is real. This happened to me. This is a really, he's like, this is a personal story. You had the sense that it, there was a, that, that, he even gave a speech to all of us in the very beginning. He said, this means a lot to me. This is my life. You know, I'm writing a really vulnerable part of my life. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how much it means to me that we're doing it. And sort of from that moment on, we were all in. Well, I thought also like the cast is just, you know, so yeah. incredible. But, you know, Anne Hathaway plays your mother. And I don't think anybody... Like, not, not my mother, but, but the oh, mother of the main Not your character. mother, not the teacher's mother, the main character. No, right, mother, I yeah. Say. Um, and, but to see Anne Hathaway in that kind of role, I was like, wow, that's so completely different for her. Yeah, and Jeremy Strong plays yeah. her husband and Anthony Hopkins plays uh, her, uh, uh, plays the grandfather. I've never heard of any of these people, but I hear they're very good. <laughs> no, uh, they're amazing, obviously. I'm so joking. They're they're incredible. I'm honored to be I'm honored to be working with all of them in this film. Yeah. Know? I just think for the audience, it's gonna be interesting to to see them in the in these roles. And you know, even Anthony Hopkins, you don't really think of him as playing a Jewish grandfather. He's he's right. he's, yeah. he's incredible. He's incredible. Uh, you know, um, I think one of the things sort of going back to your question about, did you talk to James Gray? I think what strikes me about everyone, uh, the big stars and not the big stars in this movie, everyone sort of was really blown away by this script and really um, was aware that it's a, a, an absolutely heartfelt, complicated, brilliant script. And everyone was on board from the beginning you know, Academy Awards or not, I think everyone was just sort of ready to work on this and, and bring as much truth as they could. There's a sense I got, you know? Well, yeah. we're all going to look forward to seeing it. And, uh, you know, so in, in terms of your work, um, you know, you did, you were on Broadway. Um, yes. You, you've done stage, you've done TV and film. What is you're like do you have a favorite is there a well, can i tell you a funny story that kind of combines all those things yeah I, I, I don't know if it's apropos um but i don't really have a favorite but there was one day where i got to do both um when i was doing mrs mazel a wonderful i had a, a it was during a time when i was doing uh, uh the band's visit on broadway but it was before the Tony Awards, which meant that that you you were not allowed to miss if you were uh, filming something, right? Yeah, you had to make your curtain. They wouldn't get let you out. And at the time, I had a uh, wonderful director named Scott Ellis, who who was a also oh, a theater Scott director. Ellis. Scott Ellis was directing this episode of Maisel, and I had a moment in the scene I was doing in Maisel where I 
have the scene and then I sit down in the diner and it's getting later and later and he knows I have to get to that show and there's I can't be late um and he says to me you know just for the heck of it let's do one where you don't sit down in the diner let's do one where you do your scene and then you just walk out the door just in case and it's getting later and later and uh, we practice that version and then he kind of gives me a look and I'm I'm getting I'm late right I'm I'm it's getting to be curtain time kind of gives me a so he gives me like this look and I'm like, I know what he wants me to do. So we do the scene and I leave the diner as he asked me to do. And I got into a car <laughs> and I got driven straight down to the theater. And <laughs> then I started singing Walked on, on Broadway. <laughs> I'm like, that's true. That really happened. It was sort of a, it was like in my mind when it was happening, I was thinking, wow, this is really the dream. And, and you know, the dream is exhausting and terrifying actually because you didn't know if you're going to make it but it, that was a little anecdote where i got to use both disciplines that's a pretty cool story <laughs> it's true you don't get much time to um like switch characters e- either like get into the headspace you, you had the car ride right? you had the car ride to vocalize and you had to yeah. get the israeli right. accent on yeah. in the car <laughs> yes you just have to do it uh, quickly you know <laughs> <laughs> absolutely and then you do have another you have an indie film coming out on the way peas and carrots yeah there's a couple movies coming out there's there's a movie i just did called peas and carrots there's another movie that just got uh distributed uh distribution rights uh called space oddity which is uh directed by kira sedgwick and uh, kevin bacon kevin bacon is in it and um it's a lovely lovely uh, independent movie that I did with her. And, uh, and what's that one about? I love the title. It's about a kid in his 20s who, for whatever reason, has experienced loss and has decided he wants to go to Mars. And uh, it's and he kind of joins, he joins a fringy kind of group that can promise that we're actually going to go to Mars sooner than NASA thinks we can. And he he's making sincere plans to leave and go to Mars and leave his life behind. And I I play the sort of middle-aged guy who's just so sick of his family that he, he's decided he wants to go to Mars. And uh, it it's not a well thought out organization. <laughs> um, but uh, it's and you fun. can't come back once you go. That's the yeah, thing. yeah yeah yeah. There's, there's that whole thing of like you're stuck on Mars. But uh, it's more about what he's emotionally going through, the, the, this uh, young man. Um, and uh, then there's another movie that I did called, which is an untitled Cabrini film I did with uh, John Lithgow and uh, David Morse, which uh, is in post-production right now, which was fascinating. It's about Sister Cabrini. It's all set in the 19th century Tammany Hall in New York. And I play the second most powerful guy in the New York City government, which that he's completely corrupt and um that was that was so much fun to do too. so those are all sort of on their way are there like certain stories or genres that you really want to tell like at this stage in your career over others like things that you know similar to like armageddon time but actually like comment on things going on in the world well you know having had that experience with armageddon time I loved being able to tell a story that's true 
um, it just pushed me to make sure that I was being as true as I could be and honoring that this was a real person and a real circumstance. So I'd love to do more work like that because it was it was complex. I think there are going to be people who come away from the movie thinking I was a pretty bad guy, uh, but that wasn't how I approached it at all. Uh, I approached it as a teacher in really extreme circumstances, doing the best he could. Yeah, I mean, you sound very empathetic to the character. Yeah, um, despite, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, it was my, not my judge, yeah. not my job to judge him, right. but uh, right. Yeah, and uh, sure, I'd love to play more like that. But it was also really fun doing uh, period pieces. Uh, it's just like it appeals to the little child in you that fell in love with acting with the costumes. And I had a big top hat and a, a, a strange mustache. And, you know, it really does help you get into the style of what you're doing. And that's that's a lot of fun to do. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're really excited. So the movie comes out um, like limited Friday. on Friday, this Friday, the 28th, and then nationwide November 11th. So everybody. November 4th. November, November 4th. 4th. November 4th. Yeah. Amazing. Nationwide November 4th limited this Friday. The this 28th. Friday. Yeah. Huge. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time to chat with us today. Oh, my pleasure. Yes. Really great thank to meet you. Thank you. So interesting. And, and uh, you know, I, I think that the, the, the film just sounds wonderful. Can't wait to see it and raises, you know, such interesting subjects at a, at, at a totally relevant time. I and agree. With luck, that. Yeah. And good luck with all your other projects that we'll look forward Thank to you. as well. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure meeting you guys. Thank you. You as pleasure well. Andrew. You. Thanks guys for listening. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.